calling all aspiring investment professionals. Get a leg up on the competition. Final registration for the August CFA exam ends on May 14th. Register now to secure your spot. The CFA designation is of gold standard in the investment world, opening doors to high-powered careers and impressive salaries. Head over to cfainstitute.org to register. Don't wait. Take control of your finance career today. Hello and welcome to this episode of CFA Institute's Take 15. I'm Steve Horn in Seattle at our 2010 Asset Allocation for Private Clients Conference and I'm joined here today by Paul Boucher, CFA. Paul is the Director of Research at Parametric Portfolio Associates, a provider of structured portfolio management services for individuals and wealth managers. Paul, thanks for joining us. Thanks, Steve. You've been uh, doing some work lately, uh, it's very timely, about how volatility affects the, our, our wealth accumulation. Uh, it's particularly timely in light of the volatility we've experienced in the markets. Uh, can you describe a little bit about the impact volatility has on our final ending wealth? Absolutely. It's, it's a very well understood process um, of relating uh, volatility to the growth of a portfolio. So if I have uh, um, an investment that earns 10% each and every year, uh, then my long-term growth rate is this 10% compounded growth. Um, if, on the other hand, I have an investment that alternates between a positive return and a negative return every other year, it ha in other words, it has some volatility in it, the long-term compounded growth rate will be less. And the relationship between how volatility affects that is basically you take the expected return in any single period and you subtract one-half the variance uh, of the investment. And that's a, that's a relationship that's approximate, uh, but it, it holds up over, over long periods of time. And um, that, so, that it, it, you know, so naturally, if you're thinking about growing and compounding wealth and looking at compounded returns uh, or growth rates, they're reduced by this volatility drag of any investment. So it's not just creating a more comfortable ride to our final destinations. It's actually changing the final destination. That's right. It's not, it's not, yeah, and so that's, that's one of the key points in, in that some people sometimes miss uh, when they talk about the capital asset pricing model or mean variance optimization. They're thinking about standard deviation as risk, as the definition of risk, uh, which is it's certainly an interesting risk measure. Uh, but it also... Um, affects how wealth grows through time uh, over the long term. What about leveraged ETFs? I mean, by definition, they have more volatility than the underlying index they might track. Um, how does, what's the effect there? Yeah, I mean, that, that was a, a very fascinating um, illustration of this formula, in fact. And you would get things like, over the course of a year, um, the Russell 1000 was up 6%. I'm thinking of... I'm thinking of um, um, through this crash and recovery cycle, uh, if you pick the time periods, you can you can find a time period where um, the stock market was up six percent over the whole period, and so you'd expect maybe a three times leveraged ETF to be up, you know, close to eighteen percent, right? Three times the return, but actually those ETFs are three times the daily returns. Um, so each day. You know, if it's up 1% that day or down 1%, they're going to be up 3%, down 3%. And so the daily volatility is tripled, 
and thus the volatility drag is increased um, by that amount as well. And so what that happens is you'll see that if you use that growth rate, it actually predicts over that whole holding period that you have like a negative uh, 20% return. And in fact, you, you see that the, the ETFs day by day perfectly tracking three times the daily return of the index, but over the whole year, they have lost 20% of their value even though the index is up. So that, that's very counterintuitive for investors to think about. They think, well, if I'm three times long the index, I should be positive. Um, but that's just not the case when you go from this daily holding period uh, to this longer-term compounded return that has volatility drag. Yeah, and the, the difference really is striking. Let's, uh, let's turn our attention to taxes and how volatility is affected by taxes. Well, if you think about taxes as um, uh, really a dampener on volatility, and so if you earn a lot of money on your investments and realize a capital gain, you're going to be tending to realize more capital gains, that's going to reduce your returns. Uh, contrary, if, you, uh, if your assets go down in value relative to your purchase, um, the IRS gives you the option to uh, realize an economic benefit in, in terms of a loss, um, uh, realizing a capital loss. So, you know, your downside is curtailed a little bit and your upside is curtailed a little bit. That tends to bring uh, the, the after-tax return volatility tends to be lower. Imagine most of us don't think about the government absorbing some of our risk that way through, through, through taxation. Um, but if, if volatility sort of hurts us from a capital accumulation perspective, but it sort of works for us from a volatility absorption perspective, um, is there a way we, it can be exploited in, in from a tax management perspective? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if, uh, you know, assets, the underlying assets in a portfolio tend to be volatile. So, well, for example, at, at the whole portfolio level is, is one instance where, you know, during the market crash, people lost wealth, but they were able to garner some tax benefit. And in, indeed, many investors, you know, didn't have to pay um, net capital gain tax for the next couple of years because they had a significant loss carried forward. Uh, but then within a portfolio, um, even in a rising market, um, you can do loss harvesting because the individual elements of the portfolio might be um, experiencing volatility. Um, there's also um, this interesting concept or way of exploiting volatility beyond just tax loss harvesting um, through basic systematic rebalancing. Um, there's a trend now having lived through this uh, extreme market cycle of people to start focusing more and more on tactical and dynamic uh, approaches versus strategic approaches, which is somewhat troubling, and, and I think you know the pendulum goes back and forth. Um, but I think that I think the best um, sort of dynamic approach is some sort of systematic rebalancing. You choose uh, some weights, whether they're asset class or uh, country weights or stock weights, and then. Um, as some of those assets go up in value and some go down, you naturally take away from the winner and invest in the loser to rebalance back to your target. It's a very fundamental, basic investing idea, nothing new, um, but it trades against human instinct. And so it creates this contrarian trade and it increases the compounded uh, return of your portfolio, um, both because you're you're playing against the, uh, a momentum trade and, and, and betting on reversal, which, which tends, tends to happen over the long term. 
Um, but also, just by reducing your concentration risk and reducing your volatility, you're reducing your volatility drag. So, so there again, you, you, volatility can work for you if you've got volatility within the individual elements of the portfolio and those individual parts aren't all moving in the same direction. Right. and that's the key. And, and, you know, as we saw in the crisis period, correlations um, um, increase between assets. Um, but what I think is interesting is that, you know, this basic idea, uh, there's a lot of criticism out there right now of traditional asset allocation. But if you look at a you know uh, uh, a portfolio with 40% in fixed income, you know it experienced a, a 27% drawdown. You know 60% equity, 40% fixed income, which is painful uh, to be sure. But I don't think it's enough to justify you know throwing out all of modern portfolio theory um, and, and going completely to tactics. Paul, thanks for joining us and helping us understand volatility, tax management, and how that interacts with our rebalancing strategies. Great. Thank you, Steve. And thank you for joining us. To browse our catalog of other multimedia products, visit, visit us on the web at cfawebcasts.org. Copyright 2010, CFA Institute. No part may be reproduced, stored in a retrieval system, or transmitted in any form or by any means, electronic, mechanical, recording, or otherwise, without the express prior written permission of CFA Institute. This program is designed to give accurate and authoritative information in regard to the subject matter covered. It is distributed with the understanding that CFA Institute is not engaged in rendering legal, accounting, tax, investment, or other expert advice. If legal advice or other expert assistance is required, the services of a competent professional should be sought.